Thank you for tuning into the Judo Chop Sui podcast. I'm your host, Dave Roman. And if you're new to this podcast, please know that this is the way that I'm recording this particular episode is not the norm for me. I, I, I like to usually present the podcast and the episode in, a, in an entertaining way. However, I feel the need to cover a bit of news that I feel must be handled with sensitivity and care and courteousness to the friends and family of one Mr. Jack Hatton. I know in my last episode, I talked about uh, my next episode being about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and my experiences in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu over the past year as a judoka. However, there was no way I'm going to cover this story as just a sidebar item in that episode. For those of you in the United States or around the world that may not know what I'm talking about, Jack Hatton of Team USA, and he represented the United States in the under 81 kilo division, has sadly passed away. Now, I received the news of this uh, early yesterday morning, and by yesterday, we're talking about uh, 9.25. I, I received it, I believe, around 10.30 or 11 o'clock in the morning. A, a listener sent me this bit of information. I, I just was floored, and I did not know Jack personally. But we have interacted many times. I know he listened to the podcast uh, before. We followed each other on social media. So he was somebody on Team USA that I always I, I always followed. I, I, I mean, I root for everybody on Team USA. But, you know, for, for the regular listeners out there, I, I don't name. I try not to name who I think are the best judoka in Team USA because I don't ever want to slight anybody. But usually when it comes to the big competitions, I always say that there are three or maybe four judoka on Team USA that ever had a shot of ending up on the medal stand at any of the IGF Grand Prix or Grand Slams or World Championships. And I never named names, but Jack was always on that short list of mine. Now, over the past few years, he's actually found some pretty good success on the IGF World Tour. Earlier this year in Montreal, he earned a fifth-place finish. Back in 2018, he earned a silver medal at the Grand Prix in Antalya. And in 2017, he earned a bronze at the uh, Grand Prix in, in Zagreb. But I really don't want to talk about Jack's accomplishments on the mat. I, I don't think that's very important given the circumstances. I really want to take a moment to express my condolences and my deepest sympathies to Jack's family his friends, his teammates, everybody at the New York Athletic Club, and, and certainly everybody at Pedro's Judo Center. I know Jack had been working with Travis Stevens with Project uh, 2024. And, you know, it, it's it's been a really tough year for Judo as a whole when it comes to losses. We had Craig Fallon, who passed away earlier this year over the summer, and we've had notable sensei that have passed away. But this one for me really hits home in a different way because Jack was so young. And look, I'll say it. I've said it before. I, I'm i an American. And, you know, the, the judo community in the United States is pretty small. It's relatively small. And in the United States, if you don't know somebody, like somebody that's really something, you know somebody that knows that somebody. So the, the community is very small. 
and I think most of us are feeling this loss in our own way. I, I feel like I feel like I've lost somebody that I knew. As he was certainly somebody that, you know, like I said before, we followed each other on social media and like I said, I, I, I followed his career. And I, I expected big things out of him as, as he grew older and he grew more experienced. And, you know, the worst of it all, if you haven't heard, I, I'm just going to say it right now. It's it's evident that he took his own life. And that's not speculation that that has been confirmed. And as I've said before, the entire I, I really think the entire certainly the people on the IJF World Tour, the people that competed against Jack, everybody's really reeling from this. Now, Hans of JudoInside.com wrote an article. Uh, he published it earlier this morning, really early in the morning for for Eastern time anyway. Uh, the headline goes, Hatton's death is a wake-up call for all athletes. And I highly recommend that each of you take a moment to read this article because I, I, I think it's, this is one of the most important pieces of work that Hans has published on the site because it gives you a glimpse of what it can be like for many of the athletes that are not world ranked number one, that are not gold medal winners at the world championships or Olympic games. Now, look, I want to make something perfectly clear. We do not know whether his struggles in judo, whether the, you know, we don't know if this, this passing of Jack has anything to do with judo. So I'm not going to get on this on this microphone on my soapbox or whatever and start blasting people because that that's certainly that is not my deal at all. I don't I don't believe that for a second, nor would I ever would I even entertain the thought of of blaming anybody in Jack's uh, support system. Now, with all that said, I, I do think back to the article that Hans wrote and. I do think that this death serves as a wake-up call. Uh, I agree with Hans in, in that sense. You know, sometimes when we look at these these athletes, or as, you know, as you know, or maybe some of you that may never heard this episode before, or heard this podcast before, I cover the IGF results a lot. Um, I always cover the sport in terms of wins and losses, and who my favorite uh, judoka to watch are, and what I think of the matches. A lot of times I cover the sport from the from the perspective of a fan. And a lot of times I, 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 I talk like a fan. I look at numbers. I look at statistics. I have opinions on who I think is going to be whom and, and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, behind the numbers, behind the nice, you know, video clips and the highlights and the pizzazz that comes with the International Judo Federation, there are thousands of internally, internationally ranked judoka that probably have similar struggles to Jack. I mean, it's got to be a lonely world trying to climb your way to the top. And it and it just it just gives me pause just to think about what that must be like. It makes me wonder what kind of support system is in place for Team USA athletes and athletes around the world. Support systems that go beyond financial. You know, I wonder, you know, do the national teams have a team doctor? Do they have a team psychiatrist? Do they have, you know, do do these athletes go through regular concussion checkpoint, uh, con- concussion tests or, or protocols? I mean, because I tell you what, there, I'm not going to go as far as saying that there's a concussion issue in judo, but 
many at the highest levels, these guys, these people, these athletes are throwing at very high speeds with 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 a lot of strength. They are the top athletes in the world. And I see a lot of these spin outs. You're not supposed to do it. It's it's against the rules, but I still see guys head planting their ways out of throws, which I, I think should be punished severely. I mean, you know, is it possible that some of these athletes are getting concussed and that some of these uh, athletes are, are dealing with things that we may not know about that we only think is limited to the to the National Football League or, or, or maybe the, the National Hockey League? You know, concussions can alter mood. I mean, that, that's been proven time and time again. And again, I am not saying that is what happened to Jack here. What I'm saying is that we all need to be aware as as sensei, as coaches, as national governing bodies, as the international, as a you know international federations, tournament directors, we all have to ensure that if we are looking to push these athletes for representing our countries, uh, for providing entertainment value, for spreading judo around the world, we need to make sure that their entire lives are supported and they have a well-rounded support system. And again, again, I must make it clear, I am not criticizing anybody's in Jack's life. I don't know. I, From what I've been told, he had a lot of people that loved him and supported him. And, you know, this story really hits close to home for me personally because as someone who has struggled with depression my entire life, I shamefully admit, probably when I was close to his age, I was at a moment of truth point, and I didn't cross that line. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I didn't cross that line. I'm not suggesting that I was somehow stronger or more resilient. I just didn't go through with it. And you know, if I would speculate and venture to guess that that Jack struggled with depression. Or, or other mental health issues. And depression is something that I've struggled with, like I said. And it doesn't go away, folks. I'm telling you. I mean, I, right now in my life, I have never been happier. I, I mean that. I, I, my life is, is, is never been better. But the truth of the matter is, is that I have created safeguards in my life to ensure that my life stays this way. And I think for me, depression started in my early teenage years. So we're talking about a struggle that I've had for 30 years. And, you know, depression is not this sadness thing. See, this is the thing is that people don't understand, like, you don't you don't just snap out of depression. It's not a temporary thing. And if you don't take care of yourself, it it, it, it brings you down a a a, a, a bad hole of just hopelessness and despair and it's especially difficult for men because I, I've always said not on the podcast but I've always said in conversation with other people that that when it comes to emotions men are more emotional than women you know and I, I think that's evident when you look at crime statistics and crimes of passion and who commits that kind of stuff and who gets into more physical altercation, this and this and that. Men, men are very uh, highly emotional creatures. It's just that most of the time we, we tend to hide it better. But men as a whole are, are, are very prideful. 
we all want to be strong. And most of us want to fight every obstacle that's in our way and, and be able to do it on our own. And, you know, for myself, that's something I tried doing from probably, I, I probably didn't even start to get help for my depression until after my divorce. And, and I was, what, 37 years old. So by that time, I'd already battled depression for nearly 25 years on my own. And I, I was a fool. I should have gotten help a long time prior. So, I mean, I, I, I guess my overall point is from a podcast and from a judo perspective is that we need to be very cognizant of the things that our students, our athletes may be going through. Perhaps as sensei and perhaps as coaches, we, we need to be, we all need to learn how to be more cognizant of certain behaviors that might indicate a person is going through depression or some kind of anxieties that go beyond the normal stresses of, of everyday life or beyond the sadness of, you know, maybe a, a breakup with somebody that was a you know boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever the case may be. But, you know, going back to the article on Judo Inside, I, I, I think this is a wake-up call for athletes and coaches. I also think that, you know, in order to be able to help people, we, we, we need to understand and be trained in, in order to recognize some signs and symptoms. I mean, we we as sensei and instructors have a great responsibility. And I'm not saying that, you know, that, that sensei or coaches should become the counselor, but, but certainly being able to recognize certain things, perhaps one can insist that in order to go to the next competition or continue to... to to, to travel around the world or whatever the case may be is that you got to see a doctor for mental health. I mean, no coach in their right mind would let one of their students or, or, or let one of their athletes go out and fight a tournament with a, a broken fibula or something. I mean, that would be crazy, but you know, when it comes to mental health, the, 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 the general, uh, or for a lot of people anyway, they don't, they don't take it with the same sort of seriousness or, Concussions, they, they may not take it with the same sort of seriousness. People will just say, oh, he just got dinged up. He got his bell rung a bit. But it's, you know, a concussion is a is a traumatic brain injury. It's just the difference between that and a traumatic injury, you know, to a fibula is, is that you can see the injury to the fibula, but you can't see the injury to the brain. And it's not possible for us to see injuries to a person's psyche and to a person's emotions. But it doesn't mean that they're not there. Now, lastly, before I sign off on this episode, I wanted to bring attention to a GoFundMe that has been set up in, in Jack's honor. If you go to GoFundMe.com and look for, just do a search for Remembering Jack Hatton, you'll find the, the GoFundMe page there. If you want to contribute uh, and donate to, to his family, the page states that all proceeds will go to his family and making sure that he's remembered appropriately. And uh, the, the last paragraph states, after that, you can get involved in starting a new conversation on how we can make these lifestyles more sustainable. A absolutely. And again, I am not, I am not, I am not going to come down on USA Judo or, or any national governing body in any country. And suggest that they are failing the athletes anyway. That That is not what I'm going to do here. That is that is not my deal. I'm certain people at USA Judo are grieving this loss just like 
just like his family, friends, and and, and teammates, coaches, and lo- other loved ones. So I have to believe that you know this GoFundMe will certainly help for for the, for the funeral ex- expenses and, and maybe help the family that probably sacrificed a lot for Jack to allow him to pursue his dreams. So again, if you are, are if you're moved to contribute to help Jack's family, uh, it's GoFundMe. Do a search for Remembering Jack Hatton. So with that, I say rest in peace, Jack, and to his family, friends, loved ones. Very sorry for your loss.